off here. But uh, I did want to make an announcement, though, but real quick before we start. Um, I know there have been several people that pointed out to me that I was playing Steam games <gasps> during a podcast two weeks ago. So, in order to be focused, laser focused, I actually quit my no, I quit my job so I could be <laughs> so I could be a hundred percent focused on this fucking podcast for you guys because I love you. I'm super confused. I don't understand that logic at all. You're, You're a professional podcaster now. Yeah, you, yeah. No, you, you you weren't doing your job while we were doing a podcast. You were playing video games. Why? That doesn't even make any sense. But no, I, I'm not playing Steam games, and I quit my job to make sure I had every oh. everything ready for this well, podcast. Oh, you like, just you, quit you, your you life. I don't know, man. I think, you, I think you were better while you were playing your Steam games. Like was, it, just, it, it just drew in the focus. Yeah. I just like taking Adderall. I have ADD. I was just saying, what do you want for me? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Football Hot Boys. I'm your hottest boy, and I have a screen full of Wow, screen full of beefcake. A lot of extra hot boys here. We got we got TC Clark, who is just. An ivory god, sculpted, sculpted by Thor's hammer. We got Pete, who is like got that real sexy dad energy going on due to being a double dad, and we got Cody. You know, he's a free spirit. He's independent, independently employed. He's a carpenter. Carpenters are sexy. They they're good with their hands. Right. And then me, me, I'm the hottest boy. I haven't got a haircut in six months, and I got these fat uh, Fabio locks. It's Man, gross. Just, it yeah, is no, it's not it's gorgeous. Good. I believe uh, Pete's wife described it as, quote, disgusting. Yeah. Uh, when she saw me last time. Agreed. <laughs> Just because you grow your hair doesn't mean you can stop washing it, is all I've got to say. It's, okay, let's not, let's not put false narratives on the internet. Like, are you okay, trying to because... grow dreads at this point? No, no, I comb it every day. I, I just I, remember I, last weekend we, we what was it? Oh yeah, it was the Hanson song. Weren't we just singing that every five minutes? Oh yeah, because because again, your your uh, Pete's wife accused me of being part of Hanson. Right. And then we just started drunkenly singing Mbop during the draft, and we only I, know that it, lyric. That might well, be the it, only lyric in the song. I thought she meant Chris Hanson. I was oh, confused <laughs> the entire night. <laughs> well. It wasn't even a joke either. We were just singing Umbop and laughing. We were yeah, so hysterically. fucking drunk by that time. You, yeah, everything yeah, we were was drunk. the funniest joke. Everything may as well have been like a Louis C.K. pre-masturbation joke because it was just drunken, <laughs> rolling around, talking about picks that don't even fucking matter. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fifth round draft heat. We're gonna get into that here. Actually, oh, yeah. perfect. God, you're really good at segues. Like, I think the lack of focus you have as an adult like really makes you good at jumping from thing. Think to about thing. quitting my job. Yeah, dude, it, it, it feels fucking good, man. You should. Oh yeah, I think we should start that, uh, listeners. Uh, if we, if I don't cut it into the, uh, the 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 pre-roll, Cody lost his job, and by lost I mean gave it away. Uh, <laughs> so he's he, he quit his job uh, during the pandemic, and he's going to do his own thing. Yeah. And I, I am. <laughs> I'm literally, jealous of the size of your balls. Literally, like one of the <laughs> hardest times to get a job in our generation. This man's like, I don't need that. So on, <laughs> on the cliff of a depression. <laughs> hey, man, I'll be the first one down on the ground. That's, I just want to look up and see everyone falling above me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so, well, uh, just a, a bit of a teaser. We're gonna have a new segment uh, at the end of this podcast where Cody plugs all the ways to give him money, like buying tables. <laughs> My OnlyFans. I'm gonna plug that. Yeah. It's gonna yep, be great. OnlyFans. Only. Yeah, I, I guess that would be a good time to start an OnlyFans, man. That's just yeah, boom. absolutely. And, and I found out found out recently there are feet exclusive OnlyFans pages that you could just take pictures of your feet. Yeah, and people people are really into feet. Um, I've been personally trying to get away from the metric system, but, you know, it's all good. Oh, God. That killed it. That's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. All right, all right, all right. So this week we'll be going over the uh, much-teased uh, Dynasty rookie draft that we had last week. Oh, it was just so fun. Free it was the so show. fun. It, it's our Christmas. It's beautiful. We get, we get extra rammy. We get, full, we get full of whiskey, and we just try to rip each other off. And build their teams. I would, and speak, but this time that did not happen. No, no, every deal was completely. It like, was good, legit, man. It, it was, was a pretty good, good draft. Yeah, really good draft. Uh, everyone brought their big boy pants, and uh, they made some pretty good, pretty good draft picks. So just strap so, in, listeners. We're gonna have some fun today. Oh my god, I'm so excited yeah, to recap this. It's, yeah, it's 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 gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be beautiful. So I guess we will start. Let's not. We don't have to go pick by pick, but let's go at least round by round. For sure. Yeah. We'll kind of go through. So let's start with the first round, or as it was called this year, the Cody round. Yes. Uh, so yeah, because Cody owned the whole fucking round, but what he did not own was the first two picks. True. And so we'll we'll start the draft because uh, while there was uh, an insider leak into who the first pick was going to be this year, there was still some. Uh, Surprise that Pete went uh, Jonathan Taylor. No, don't make Clyde it Edward sound. Surlard. Don't make it sound like it was a leak. I put my fucking detective hat on and I figured this out. Like yeah, Sherlock so uh, Sherlock Clark over there. Yeah, uh, fucking detective bicep managed to figure out that Pete was going to go Jonathan Taylor, and John and he had a whole like production for making the pick too. He had an autograph of him and he walked in. Like, it was good. Like he was ho- holding no. the WWE belt over his head. It was good. He just walked up. I enjoyed it very yeah, much. Yeah, man. So. Pete, explain yourself. I mean, I don't think there's much to explain. I mean, I'm pretty oh, sure. A lot to explain. I'm pretty sure Jonathan yeah. Taylor and Ceh were the one-one going into the draft. I mean, never once was Ceh the the number one running back coming out of college. He was always like the fifth, maybe the sixth, maybe the highest at his fourth, until he landed with the Chiefs. And if there's one thing that AG, AJ Brown taught us, was to trust the talent, not the landing spot. So for me, Jonathan Taylor has way more talent than CEH. He was he was arguably the number one running back coming out of college. So I'm always going to go talent over landing spot, thanks to AJ Brown. Okay, I'm going to put that theory to the test. So let me ask you a question with a scenario. Yeah. What if you switch the roles, or excuse me, switch the teams, the landing spots of Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift? Would you still make the move that you made? Would I, Swift. would I still make the move yeah. that I made? Yeah, would you still draft Jonathan Taylor if he was in Detroit and if uh, DeAndre Swift was in Indy? Yes. Okay, so all right, you're sticking to your guns at least. Okay. Cool. cool. So I, I will push back against uh, that narrative slightly and also a narrative that you are, I think, hiding from recording. And uh, the f- first narrative is there were some people who had Clyde Edwards Hilaire as one. Before uh, or, the NFL draft, yes, yes, yes. yes. There, there were there were. Uh, I can think think of Chris Sims, and I think Matt Miller had him second or third. Because the, the dual threat, the dual threat. Uh, then they are far few between. 
Yeah, yeah. If you want to say, and I, I, I will comp. He wasn't my number one or two guy pre-draft either. I mean, I mean I'm going to argue draft. all of it. And I mean, Swift was before the draft. Swift was the number one running back off every board. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He was. And, and we'll get to where he went in, in like four point five seconds. But the other thing was, I don't know if it was the Irish mules talking, but you said something fucking wild on draft day that I, I need I, to I want understand. You, yeah, yes. I, I, I either want you to commit to it on recording or I want. to give you a chance to to apologize to the universe and you said some shit about him being a one-year rental and when you said it my brain's like not not right not right now and just kind of just put it in a drawer and push it away to later but right now but right now but, but, right, now. but right now i'm opening the drawer and pulling it back out i don't understand the read where you think that this guy is not going to have a long-term effect in casey like every every last part of that organization has come out and said we love this guy he makes us rock hard we're blasting ropes around the place all day uh from the gm to the coach to the, to the quarterback uh he's on a on a, a team-friendly five-year deal now because he's a first-round pick his team uses uses their running back i and also, this whole like, oh, he was only five on my board. He's a really good running back, <laughs> and and so I I feel like he's going to have a much longer. I don't think he's a, he's a one year rental I, I, by any stretch of the imagination. I, so I, I, I think I think for thing. me and my and my fantasy team, he would be basically like my. I he, I, I agree to. I like. I'm not going to change my mind. He would be yeah. my one year rental because what happens when Damian Williams comes back? He's just okay. not going to be forgotten about. Like that dude should have won MVP in the Super Bowl. No doubt. I about also it. think he's a, he's. He, I think he's a journeyman back that got made to look really well in a super running back friendly offense because he he was also on he was in the uh, fucking Miami pit and was profoundly yeah. average every time yeah. he got the ball. I, I, yeah. I and and it, during his regular season performance was relatively was fine but inoffensive and he was among a bunch of groups of guys of similar talent and I, I mean maybe he'll still be on the roster next year I wouldn't be surprised if he's somewhere else that he rides that into another deal like either, either I, way like I, Damian Williams for, for my team I, I'm in I'm, I'm needy at running back so like okay. if I can if I can diversify and have let's say Jonathan Taylor with the best arguably the best O-line and a run heavy offense and then Marlon Mack goes elsewhere that I have now two running backs that could be possibly starting. That's a terrible that, take. I think that's a terrible well, take. that's a better part of the take than the than the KC take. I think it's all. How, I th- yeah, I, I agree with. I'm not disagreeing with the pick. Like, yeah, you take Jonathan Taylor, uh, and I think your argument could have stopped at he's the better running back. Move on, and yeah. we're done with this conversation. I don't yep. know what all this other bullshit is you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking diversifying portfolios and shit, the man. Thunderous uh, towel, thunder towels of, of if, Damian if, Williams if, rocking in. I mean, if Marlon Mack goes somewhere else, then you have Marlon Mack. You could still have Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Marlon Mack. I mean, I, I think you're full of shit. Marlon Mack is useless at this point in fantasy and, and dynasty. I mean, but, you thought yes. Jameis Winston was full of shit last year, and see how we saw oh. how that worked out. He is. He is. Okay. <laughs> you got him for one year. You have, one, you have no he's hammer. Useless now. You have he's no useless. hammer. You have no I, have, I also I also don't have the best running back in the league. I also don't have the yeah. Chico. Oh my god, this is gonna be an ongoing thing. What do you mean? Yes. What do you mean? You have every other running back known to man. You just care for Saquon Barkley. I had to go pay for him. Get your big dick out of here. Shut the fuck up. Get your big dick out of here. That's impossible. My dick is all over the place. Baby. I ain't getting out of Speaking, here. We will we will get to to the hip the the uh, getting the best running back in the yeah, league. Yeah, I was gonna say but that. I, I'm I'm ready for this trade for you talking about the best running back in the league. Yeah. So very briefly, we're gonna touch on pick three. I know I said we're gonna go pick by pick. Yeah. But one of Cody's, the first of Cody's four first round picks, at 
third overall, he goes Cam Akers. So please explain yourself, Cody. So I only went Cam Akers because I acquired the sixth overall. Um, and my thinking was Jared Judy and Dobbins are very... I didn't want to make that decision. I'll be honest with you. I oh. like I like Swift more talent-wise. However, he landed in pretty much purgatory. Um, it's far, the worst place, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, uh, as far as a team. I knew Mike at fourth was going to go C.D. Lamb. It was going to go off the board. I knew that was going to happen. This put, because T.C. had fifth overall, that put him in a spot where he had to pick between um, Dobbins and Swift. I had a feeling you were leaning towards Dobbins, um, which would I'm totally fine with Swift since I have the starter there already, and I was going to take Jared Judy um, at six. That's so, my thinking. Let me stay on this for a little bit because you basically are saying that you allowed me to make the choice. So yes, what would I did. you? What, okay, I get that. I definitely get that. So my question to you is, which one would you rather have, Dobbins or Swift? I'm not just saying that, and like in hindsight or anything, I would have rather had Swift. As okay, I, I believe well, in the talent. And I'm not just saying that, that that's how it landed. I would have been happy with either. That's kind of why I was like, it's a coin flip. But if I really went down just off raw talent, I think um, Swift is a better candidate for that. Yeah, I mean, the scenario you left me, I was going to go Dobbins 100% of the time. So there, as long as you left Dobbins on the board, you were going to get Swift. Yep. Um, yeah, if you would have went Dobbins, I would have taken Swift. So, I mean, Right, so exactly. Your, we, yeah. we, it was yeah. kind of a coin flip. and, and um, yeah, I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it, too, to be honest with you, because I got Cam Akers, who's someone I've been eyeing from the beginning, um, and I knew I was going to kind of throw people off guard. However, if I only had three rounds or three picks in the first round, I wouldn't have done that. I had four rounds in the first pick uh, or in the first round. I knew I was going to get my guys, and I wanted to reach for him because I don't know where everyone is on him. I knew where everybody else was on everyone else. You had to make that move to make sure you got Jerry Judy. We get it now. Hey, yep. I'll be he's, honest with you, guy. I didn't think I was going to land with Jerry Judy, and I got him, I was just like, well, holy shit, I have to pick him up. He's my favorite re- receiver in this entire draft. Like, He he, uh, he showed up to the draft in the Jerry Judy jersey, by the way. It was a meme, yes. but I didn't think I was <laughs> yeah. actually going to get him. And then, and then traded for the sixth pick, and we're like, oh, I want to And got him. Yeah, and then tra- and got him. Yeah, and, and you pay and you paid a lot for that pick. You gave up OBJ and, and Chris Carson, and you got that pick and some picks next year. Yeah, and we it traded was, thirds. I got a second round yeah. uh, next year. I got the sixth overall here, and I uh, switched back in the third round. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Carson is a great player. He has no room on my team because his shelf life is limited. So I have nothing to do with him. And I've been the Odell is frustrating and I have enough receiver depth now or lottery tickets rather that I can feel comfortable getting rid of him and giving it to a team that can win right now. Yep. I don't blame you for wanting to get off that roller coaster personally. Definitely. But so let's just stop fucking around with with these non-dramatic shits. Let's talk about, so just at the stage for you guys, we draft in Pete's basement. Pete has an unfinished room with a, with literally nothing, not even drywall in it, except for like, a bench and a water heater and that has become the trade closet so if you want to trade on draft day you go in there you trade whatever whatever physical favors you need for your picks and then you come on out <laughs> wipe your mouth sit back down make your pick so there was always somebody in the trade someone closet. was always in the trade always. closet for like Every hour. hours yeah i was yeah. in it for like so 20 the, minutes the, at one point straight the, yeah the first prolonged trip to the trade <clears throat> closet came at 1-8 with clark and hector 
And boy, howdy, did it rock that closet to and its exposed Do I have a fucking story studs. for the world? This is this is going to be a yes. fucking tale for legends. Yeah. So, so yeah. So tell tell us about this. So yeah, this it's trade no secret trip. that I I traded my uh, so I had two picks. I drafted uh, Dobbins with five, and also had the eighth overall pick. And the way the board landed again, you, you guys kind of know I wanted Swift. I was like, if Swift falls, I'll, I will just draft Swift. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. So the next man up on my board was actually going to be Justin Jefferson. So my thought behind that was like I've been a dig zoner before. His like probably ceiling and floor is Stephon Diggs, and I didn't even start him. So he doesn't really fit on my team. Um, I do like Justin Jefferson a lot, though. But anyway, moving on from that. Um, so I decided to move the pick. I had already been in cahoots with Hector about Saquon Barkley for about two weeks leading up to the draft. And basically, I just messaged him and said, hey, I'm ready to pay. And that's probably something he's never heard before because he's dealt most of his dealings with Sneaky Pete. So he's probably never heard that come out. <laughs> oh, here we go. Like, this dude doesn't have shady-ass deals. My God. My I'm to, God. I'm about to tell you about the biggest deal where I overpaid for Saquon Barkley. I know that sounds crazy, but I did slightly. You didn't overpay, though. You I did, did appropriately. You, let's, I, let's, you, pay, you, you paid appropriately. Yeah, you, I did. You paid, paid the fair amount. amount. I don't think you overpaid. All right, well, let, let's, yeah. let's, let's, fair let's, amount. let me feed the baby birds. Fair. Jesus Christ, they're probably just... just chumping at the bits to find out what I fucking gave up for Saquon. So, what I traded was that 8th overall pick, Nick Chubb, and Terry McLaurin. And that's a fucking haul. I don't care what you say, that's a haul. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, that's a nice little bounty for that. Especially for a team that needs to rebuild, that's good. I like that. Yeah, because he only has for Barkley. For you. He only had Barkley. It was and, a great deal for both parties. He got mm-hmm. arguably two for, well, he got a first round pick. And two other, so he pretty much got third, two, three first round picks for Barkley. He 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 got yes, a, yes. Uh, a not a not a huge step down at running back, and then filled out his receiving core in one move yep. with, with the depth it, that it he desperately nice. desperately needed. So we'll, I mean, we could debate yep. the value for days, and you know, listeners can chime in too about the value. I mean, we can just keep going back and forth. But there's a like a epilogue that I want to get to about this fucking story involving okay. Hector. Yeah, yeah. So. Of course, for some reason, anytime you try to make a deal on draft day, you have to, for some fucking unknown reason, you have to tell the person what you were going to draft with that pick. Like, it fucking matters. And the whole time, Hector's like, what were you going to draft? What were you going to draft? And I'm like, dude, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. And then he finally, like, not that I ask, and he's like, okay, I I need, because I was trying to, like, well, let me do a second instead of eight. You know, just haggling back and forth until we can return from the first. So he finally told me, he was like, no, I need the first because I'm going to draft Henry Ruggs. And I was like, cool, all right, so you need the first. Got it, you're going to draft Henry Ruggs. And he was, like, super adamant he wanted Henry Ruggs, so that's what he was going <clears> to <throat> use that pick to draft. Now I'm going to fucking stop the story and let somebody else take over and go ahead and lighten everybody who he ended up drafting with. He didn't Henry take Ru- Henry Ruggs. Why did he do he that? Didn't, he didn't take no Henry Ruggs. No fucking clue, dude. I didn't understand <laughs> it at all. He changed his mind. Let me say one more thing. He took Jalen Rager. Let me say, he yeah, took he Jalen, Jalen Rager. Rager. So Mike, Why? who was who? Let me. So Mike, who was not physically at the draft party with us, I just remember him like texting me or through uh, through Discord. I don't remember how we communicated, but he was laughing his fucking ass off because it took us 20, 25 minutes to pull that deal, and Hector's like, "Great, got my pick." Anyway, I got to find out who I'm gonna draft. Like, <laughs> yeah, cause he's waited. Like he was like waiting. Like like okay, I, I man. So he, he he made that huge deal, gave up his best player, not, one of the best no, players not, in fantasy, not a, and yes. then could. Not assigning the not 100% value. Not who. Yep. Yeah. Nutty. Not knowing who he's going to pick. That's nutty. And so he went Jalen no Rager, sense. which is it's not bad. a fine pick. I, I think it's a good pick. I think it's probably right where he should go. I mean, I out, of, out of the next three guys, you had Jefferson, you had Ruggs, and you had Higgins. 
I yeah. personally have Jefferson over him. I have Ruggs over him. And that's about it, actually. I think I'd rather have Rager. I have all three, but, but so what, they're, all on, the, they're on the same Yeah, they're on I have the all three of them, too. Pod. Fair yeah. enough. They're all, yeah, the same pod. Yeah, the yeah. same pod. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally, I mean, I personally was super high on Henry Ruggs. I know I was way higher than everyone else, and that, that's fine. But you um, ended up with him. Yeah, I ended up with him. That's coming, yeah, that's coming from um, a guy who drafted McCole Hardman in the first round, so makes sense. Yeah, I, yep. I and I have changed. I've, I've changed my. I'm a 2020 fantasy owner now. I'm no longer all about tall guys. I am all about <laughs> fast guys now. <laughs> like I'm fast and short. Oh, Even though Henry Ruggs is like six one, so he's not. Yeah, really I was say, I, hey, Henry <laughs> Ruggs is not short, but all <laughs> no, right. he's not short at all. But moving on to uh, the second round, and speaking of not short guys, uh, we had we we entered tall guy country right can at we, the top of can, can the we second recap, round. Sorry to cut up. Can we recap because it's the next pick? Can we recap what Cross uh, gave up to get back in that second round for Pittman? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get that in a second. So. Uh, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, and, D, uh, and Mims all went back to back to back at the start of the first round. Kind of all different tall receivers. And uh, Crosby, who had no first or second round pick, traded up to that 2 2 pick, uh, gave up Keenan Allen, and got back that second and Gronk and a third. He got back something else. It too. was big. I think he, he, well, yeah, but I still think he probably traded a little light on Keenan Allen. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, I feel like I that. I agree. Yep. He he did. Guy was top pay six. for it though, because that was the issue. He couldn't get anyone to pay yeah, for him. He I wasn't move gonna on. pay for it. Clark so, was yeah, not gonna pay for it. Thompson got him at a discount price. It was a hell of a deal. And, That's fair. Yeah, it's a hell of a deal. Um, I would like to go around actually, and go over how we ranked those three guys individually. Who? Because okay. uh, I those three uh, right Higgins, there. Pittman, and Mims, because they have very similar uh, similar builds, similar game, like not entirely similar games. But just it's kind of a pot of players. I'm just kind of curious now that the chips are down. How you guys ranked those? I, I had them in that order exactly. I even had I had Higgins yeah. in front of some of the other guys in the previous rounds. So. <clears throat> I did. I did too. Actually, um, I liked Higgins a lot. I think he went exactly where he should have went. I had Jefferson over him. Obviously, that's why I went for him. But actually, I think I had Rugs over him too. So I don't necessarily agree with what you said, TC. But he's up there. Fuck you. But yeah. What about you, Pete? I mean, I was I was glad he landed to me at 2-1. I mean, I had planned to take Higgins the whole time. Um, I, I have him over Rieger, and I have him over Pittman. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm glad I got him when I did. But as far as that sure, order yeah. goes in the second round, that's exactly how I would put him. I, I had Mims over Pittman, and I had Mims and Higgins close. And I'm realizing now that I was probably way higher on Denzel Mims than I think everyone else yes. in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cross Cross said it was close between Pittman and Mims to him, but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super happy to have him. He's a pulled hamstring right now, but I don't give a shit. It's, he's going to be a taxi squad of this year anyway. So moving on real quickly to to two four. <laughs> so this is where Joe Borrow goes to to Mike Big Boy, and picks. which is. Yeah, which yeah. which is fine. And it's a good, it's a good pick, but more the story around Mike, who again is not at this location. He texts he, he texts Clark before the draft and says, "Bro, this draft's easy." <laughs> like he's just done his homework that morning and he decided he didn't need to study anymore. So he went at one four, took CD Lamb, didn't wait for the, anything on the clock, immediately took him. Then at two four, took Joe Burrow. It was like okay, didn't have to think about it. Then traded the rest of his picks and then logged off. <laughs> and then immediately <laughs> he tested me. 
immediately, yeah, immediately texted, texted me asking what I wanted for T. Higgins. Of course, I told yep. you. Oh, I told I, you. I, I, I knew he had his eye on him. I knew he had his fucking eye on him. I told you. Yep. Because mm-hmm. he's a Clemson guy. Big Clemson yep. guy. The dude loves, yep. loves his Clemson guys, yep. man. Yep. So, but I, I, I just loved the, the punt on the back half of the draft and then fucking off and putting his feet up for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, and, and I mean, to, I, to recap, like, he fucking nailed the draft. He filled every big need. He needed receiver depth, which he definitely got, and he needed a CD franchise Lamb, quarterback. Yeah. yeah, and he needed a franchise quarterback. The, the thing you could argue, I mean, if we can ever post, you know, his team for listeners to see is that Mike has been super patient for four years of Dynasty, and you could argue that maybe that's not the process he needs to go about handling it, but his team has he's never made been... made fewer moves than anyone else. Yeah, and he's never yeah. been bad, though. He's never been bad. He's just never been good enough, either. So he's done, pack, he's done yeah. it again where he has paid zero equity but his inherited draft picks, but he, he's been nailing draft picks. A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Joe Burrow, you know, a couple more in there. He's been drafting really well, but he has not made the, the big, like, firecracker move to put his team over the top. But we'll see what he can do this year. Which in this league, in a normal league, that may be fine. But in this league, mm-hmm. when you He's have Michael Thomas and um, you know Larry Kill and yeah, like all on the same, same team, team, like you need to have yeah. you need to make some crazy moves mm-hmm. to be relevant. Uh, and the, the rest of uh, the second round is pretty chalk. Key, uh, again, Hector traded up into the second round. Who guy who originally had no picks? And uh, took Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, well, yeah, which took Keyshawn Vaughn, which at the time was a fine pick, but the more we hear out of camp, the worse that pick seems to be. Yeah, he can have That him. seems to yeah. be a bit of a yeah a sunken guy there, at, and that was at two six, so it was about where he should have gone. At can the time, we all but, can we all be yeah. honest about him? Like, did anybody buy in the hype before the camp news came out? Was anybody like, oh, I, I want to target him early second, late first? You know, crazy value. Okay, I think we're all on the same page. Hmm. No. I, I mean, I had a late second on him. Yeah. Uh, I think if he had been the best player on my board, I probably would have traded out of that pick. So let's 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 kind of stay so, on that trade. Let's, so late second, I yeah. took uh, Antonio Gibson, who kind of has had like a similar yet opposite roller coaster of Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, what do you guys think about him? I, I, for some reason, have a crush on those guys who used to play receiver and going to running back. Like that's that's just kind of an interesting dynamic to me. So I kind of like it. Um, and he definitely has the opportunity, and I just remember he on has draft fun, day, fun yeah. tape. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, he's super athletic, and yeah, his like position will kind of be defined as his career goes on. But I like the athleticism, and, and maybe depending on the role he gets. But another thing I wanted to get to is when I took him, Cody kind of fist bumped because he was already on the Lavisca Chenault train. Like that was like the quickest draft pick of the night. He just locked that in and drafted it. Who again? is similar at his respective position where it's just a you know nice athletic beefy dude who maybe will develop into that type of receiver where he's just a game changer but as of right now he's just more of an athletic profile so anything you want to say about him Cody? Uh, I mean not a lot I, I like his landing spot I mean as you said like he's really physical um and he's not going to be a wide receiver one, so there's not going to be a ton of pressure on it. Like, if he fills in, like, uh, wide receiver three for right now behind um, Didi, um, and then eventually can kind of step into that role. I don't see him, you know, putting up 30 points a game. However, I could see him being consistent, because I remember the days of when you had, what was the dual threat back in Jacksonville, what was it, three years ago, with um, Hearns and... Um, Allen Robinson. You know, yeah, like, that was disgusting. And, um, I mean, I'm a huge DJ Chark fan, so 
um, I could see that come into fruition there as well. That's why I wanted him. Okay, I like it. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll leave the second round alone, and we'll. I gotta emotionally prepare myself for <laughs> talking about the third round. So for the most for the most part, my draft went exactly like I mocked it out. I was super happy. This is the one place where things went tits up for me, and I'm still struggling to emotionally process it. So. Our buddy Thompson takes Cole Komet with the last pick of the second round. He's a Bears fan. Makes all sense in the world. Needs a little bit of tight end depth. That's fine. So this I'm is sitting the there same dude that gave a fifth for Taylor Gabriel. Just to remind everyone. Yeah. Well, and then cut him. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so I have three one. I really want Adam Troutman, but I f he's one of my favorite players in the draft. I feel like that's a reach at three one for him, and I'm like. Uh, and I'm looking at the guys on the board. I'm like, ah, I'm fine. It's good. I'm gonna trade. I'm gonna try to trade back and scoop them a little bit later in the third. So I get uh, three five and four five to move back four spots basically. And then at three two, Thompson, <laughs> the guy who two picks earlier just took a tight end, takes another one. Takes Adam Trotman. I love at it. At which point, I drop my phone and walk out of the room. Because everything has gone tits up for me. So the thing I, like, that I immediately jumped on when that happened, I mean, you were just pissed and you're, you couldn't believe it, but I'm like, I can't believe it because yeah. he, he, there were guys there that could really help that guy's roster That's should have been on his mm -hmm. team draft night, and he went another mm -hmm. tight end. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I, I, it blew up my entire fucking night. It, like, it, 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 like, the rest a, of my draft was all jacked up. Like, he should have drafted A.J. Dillon or Chase Claypool and been done with it, and that would have been... Or, or Van Jefferson. Or Van or, Jefferson, yeah. Yeah, or, or you could have taken Tua, honestly, with the next pick that went, that would have yeah. made more sense. Like, yeah. It's a, yeah, but anyway, I missed out on my guy. I'm, I'm still kind of butthurt about it. Still not. So anyway, can I jump pick, into, can I that, jump into a, a topic? Yeah. That, so, like, looking at your roster, it's probably like, why the fuck are you, yeah. so, you missed out on Adam Trotman, so what? You have, you know, your tight end situation's pretty solid, you know, you're not hurting like some people in yeah, the it's, league. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I exactly. Got Scott but, and but, Hunter Henry and, but you're yeah, still yeah. upset that you missed that pick, so that kind of gets me into, like, a, a topic about dynasty value when it comes to tight ends and it comes to quarterbacks. One, nobody mm -hmm. wants to pay for them, so if you own one, you're not, nope. holding, you're not holding anybody hostage to have them pay to acquire them. Two, the best value of acquiring those guys is why you're mad is because you just draft them. That's how you get them. That's yep, the that's exactly. The best value. You don't have to pay for them. Exactly. You get a, you get a cheapy deal on them. You sit and you wait on them. And, and also, I believe in fan. You win dynasty by having good players. Hmm. Full stop. True. And it, and if you have a read on a guy that he's going to be really fucking good, then you get him. And you don't really worry about the rest of it because at the worst you can trade them later. And we have these huge deep rosters and taxi squads like. If you think a player is going to be good, fucking draft him. Uh, don't worry. I mean, if you need someone, that's fine. You got to build a roster. But I think if you have a need, I actually think it's easier to trade for people rather than drafting them, and then like tr trying to project that out to fill out a roster. Mm. Like for me, a dr drafting is about accumulating talent. <clears throat> if you need something, go go pay for it and trade, or or take that draft pick that you would use to take a player that you need and trade it to someone for a player that you you have known production out of. But on draft day, I'm just trying to accumulate players that I think are going to be good, kind of regardless of what I personally need. Um, but so anyway, I, I traded back to 3-5. Did not love that value at 3-5. So I traded Pete 3-5 for two-thirds next year, and he took Clay's Chaypool. And I went, 
Not because no, I texted. Not, not how you say the guy's name. I texted Pete. Chase Claypool. I, I thought you said Case Chapool. That's what it sounded like on my end. I like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. Regardless, the one of the only pro, the prospect I te- I texted with Pete more about in the offseason than any other one was Chase Claypool because I. I wasn't a super huge fan of him. I really couldn't figure him out because his quarterback play was so bad. It was so bad. And Pete's like, oh, he's like, yeah, man, I don't know about him, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out he had just a pulsing, pulsing erection for, for Chase Claypool. And he had him go up and get him. So I, I, I want Pete to talk about uh, Chase Claypool for a second. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. We, we, thought, we, we did. We talked a lot about it with his horrible quarterback yeah. play and everything else. But... Like the dude's metrics and his landing spot was enough for me to to go up and get this dude. I I, I have faith in him. He's a third round pick. If he if he busts out, he busts out. So what? I move on. But I have I have faith in his size that he'll be a, he'll be a red zone target. I think that's interesting. That where in this round in this tier i think chase claypool and van jefferson were the last guys where i would pay equity to go get i think if i missed out on anybody Mm -hmm. after that i'd be like "Ah, i'm not gonna pay someone to go get them so i think that's interesting that we value that same tier as like oh i'll pay something to go get that guy because that's about right where i would would invest to that, that's fair enough. I, just, I think I'm higher on Mims and lower on Claypool than probably the rest of the league. I just I just don't know if he can play football. Like I think his metrics are obviously fine, but I just don't know how good a football player he is. That, that, that's just my question. Um, anyway, anyone else have anything they want to say about the third other than the fact that Cody took another Denver wide receiver and now he has all of them? He has literally every Denver wide receiver. <laughs> I do. And he has Drew Locke. Tight, yeah, and tight end. And tight end. <laughs> And the tight end, who he took in the fifth, he took uh, Alberto in the, in the fifth. Spoiler alert! Hell yeah! Um, but let's go Denver. <laughs> you better hope that they don't, that Drew Locke doesn't turn into Blaine Gabbert too, which I kind of feel like he might. He, the dude sees ghosts, so he li- he, he really has five players from that offense. That's nuts. Man. From that offense. That's nuts. From that like yeah. from like the ninth worst team. He, he had six. He had six. Yeah. Okay. I, I, oh yeah. You yeah. traded Melvin Gordon. Yeah, you did. You had Melvin Gordon too yep. for, for a third round. Well, you're looking for a new favorite team, man. So, so there you go. Oh, hell yeah! Let me <laughs> let me just jump on that. No, I was actually I'm actually pretty happy with my third uh, third round overall. Um, but I mean, Hamler, got- I I kind of I'm in a weird spot. It was like, well, I have Jared Judy, I have Cortland Sutton. Hamler has talent. It's really fucking weird that he was picked up when he did, and by the team he was. But I was just like, well, fuck it, let's just go. Who knows? It's dynasty. And you took, so and you, and you took Darrington Evans, which Clark and I both thought was an interesting pick right, yeah. right before that. Yeah. So um, honestly, I'll be real. That's kind of like trade bait a little bit. Um, he's. I mean, that's a run heavy offense um, with like a one back situation. He's super fast. I think he's going to get some carries, but at the end of the day, if anything happens to um, Henry, I got I got my guy. So. That's essentially why I took him. I probably took him a little early, but I had four third-round picks, so I was like, well, fuck it. Let's go. Cool. Is there anyone in the third that you guys, or that you missed out on, that you want to say something about before we leave? Like, uh, I was surprised A.J. Dillon fell that far. I, I thought our league would value him a lot higher than that. Not saying I necessarily do, but I, I thought our league for sure would have him in the second round. I, I, I mean, I think 3-4 is kind of right where I had him. 
but again, uh, but our, yeah, league, he did have, our league, our league yeah. values those types of guys. He did, so. he did have those those creamy thigh picks that were up on yep. the internet uh, yeah. they were beforehand that people were, yeah. But I guess no thighs creamy enough to, to ride all the way into the second round all by themselves. <laughs> moving on, moving on to the fourth. Um, not a lot of sex appeal. We can blow past a lot of it. Yeah, um, it's pretty on. Just, just, just go ahead and, and and stuff this in in your little brain holes, and we'll come back to it. Uh, Tyler Johnson goes at three four to or to our pal Justin. Moving on, we'll come back to it. Anyway, fifth round. Is there anything in the fifth round that surprised you? Any guys that went undrafted that you want to talk about, uh, or anyone that you think fell way too far and was kind of insulting? Um, I think the Lynn Bowden value was stupid good in the fifth round. I think that's really good. Yeah, I mean, there was he had like third round buzz mm-hmm. earlier in the process. I mean, we do a pretty late rookie draft for rookie drafts, so I think things kind of end up settling out a little bit better. And yeah, his value tanks quite a bit. It's been kind of quiet on him from the camp front. And then of course the Stephen Sims value. I, who could argue that? <laughs> Every year, someone in our rookie draft <laughs> takes a player who's not a rookie, and we almost. Almost made it out. I think Eli Manning got drafted one year. Uh, uh, Quan Alexander got drafted one year. Um, Jake Kumaro got drafted. He wasn't a rookie. Like did, did you, did stuff Witten, like that. Was it Jason Witten too? I think Jason Witten did. No, no, it was Ben Watson. Ben Watson oh, got drafted ben one year. Yep. Justin took Ben Watson in the yeah. in the fifth one year, right after he resigned with the Patriots. Yeah, that's what it was. So pe- people are trying to manipulate waiver priority basically and take taking guys in the end of the draft which, which is, is super it's an interesting thing we kind of do though because i think you know a lot of rookie drafts are for rookies you know and that's it so it's kind of yeah. funny that some guys are trying to get ahead of waiver priority in the fifth round that's interesting it, it, the deepest draft we have, we've ever had since we started doing this and still we can't get all rookie draft <laughs> um <clears throat> any other player that, that you guys want to want to talk about here like it was isaiah guys like isaiah coulter uh, Quintus Cephas, yeah. James Porche, Harrison Bryant, uh, Jamichael Nasty, Al- Albert O, and Kirk Mermit are, are the guys that uh, guys that went. I mean, I think just a lot of long shots, a lot of kind of yeah. buried receivers, a tight end. You're gonna have to pretty much what it's for. Years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I really like Isaiah Isaiah Coulter. I, I think especially in an area where he's not gonna have a lot of long term competition, I think he could win some win some time there well let's just back um, up and talk about the upper echelon of long shots the tyler johnson pick okay so i want to say 48 hours after the draft justin the guy who took tyler johnson posts on our group chat hey does someone want to pay for tyler johnson before he gets cut yes i'd love to i'd love to pay for it i'm i'm sitting at my desk and my discord's open and i look over and see it and it's been about 10 minutes and i'm like oh fuck i missed it this sucks. I can't believe it. And I saw that, that Clark already commented on it. I immediately hop into Justin's DMs like, "Don't give it to Clark. I'll bid him." Which was the theme. Which was the theme of the draft night. Was like, "Don't give Clark anything. Don't give him anything." Yeah, right? don't give Clark anything. Because I love Tyler Johnson. Oh, I love Tyler Johnson. I, I think that he got he had a terrible post draft process. Like he basically Corona killed his pro day. He didn't go to the Senior Bowl. He didn't go to the to the Combine. And he just but. On tape, the dude is a straight baller. Like the dude, dude has good tape in my opinion. Not super fast, not super crisp, but super competitive and real strong. And there's a lost pilot episode of, of me gushing over Tyler Johnson. So I thought I'd missed him. Anyway, 
I end up paying a third next year for him. That's there's no other shenanigans there. That's the end of the story. Don't worry about it. I got Tyler Johnson. Moving on. No, it's to not that. Definitely topic. not I'm sure story. Clark has nothing to no, say about that. No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so I start the conversation off with him like because uh, he he told what he wanted. He said, "Does anybody want to pay a fourth? And I go, "Yes. Here's a fourth, sir. Let's make this transaction." And then that's by the time uh, I made I made that offer, Coonsy jumps in, offered his fourth, which his fourth was a better value than my fourth. So I said, whoa, Justin, hold on. Whatever that fucker offers you, I will beat. I will always beat what he offers. Just always check with me. So we went back and forth. I offered, I think, like either somebody else's fourth or uh, a th- then I think I got to it, my third. And then, of course, Coonsy offered his third, better value, supposedly. That's what Justin's telling me, even though I think Coonsy has a better chance of winning than I do this year. So, therefore, Coonsy's fucking pick would not be worth as much as mine. But Hector told me when the deal was done, he said, oh, I, I'd rather trade with Coonsy because I, I think you're going to win. You're a better team. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and that was Justin, anyway, I got not Hector. <laughs> yeah, it was Justin. That was Justin, yeah. not Hector. It was Justin, not Hector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, so. that's why he didn't trade with you. You can't get his name right. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, so, oh, I'm so used to saying Hector. Oh man, did I re- trade with Hector? Did I really say that? Yeah, it's recording. Yeah. Well, it. Oh, maybe, and, I, maybe uh, I messed. Maybe I messed up. Uh, Case Chapel. Maybe he did say Chase Claypool. Real quick, real so, quick. Some of the yeah, some of yeah. the guys on Justin's roster that were still on his roster after he cut uh, just uh, Tyler Johnson. So these are the guys he decided to keep instead of Tyler Johnson, the guy he just spent a fourth round pick on. 18 Ty hours Mo- earlier. Ty Montgomery. <laughs> Ooh, gotta keep that guy. Dion Lewis. Oh, veteran. Brings good leadership to your team. Ted Ginn. Ooh. Real fast. You can always count on him if you're playing best ball. Philip Dorsett. Also real fast. And Dan Arnold. I don't know who that is. Uh, tied in so for the Cardinals. <laughs> he, could have, he could have a big he's our, year. He's, he's, he's one of Arnold. our... <laughs> He's not gonna have a big year. He's he's one of our tight ends. He's not he, gonna could. Have a big year. he could. He could. He could. He's not. He could. He won't. He could. He could. I know if I can throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins or a white yeah, he's guy not gonna have Dan a big Arnold, year. I'm definitely gonna <laughs> throw it to Dan Arnold. <laughs> See, I don't know who Dan Arnold is, but I knew he was a white guy because his name is Dan Arnold. <laughs> All right. So, does anyone else have anything they want to say about this fucking amazing day, other than the fact that I still have an emotional hangover an entire week later from it? Um, I, I would actually like to ask uh, what whose team do you think was the most improved? Because I mean, as we talk, Ooh, like that's a, that's a, a lot question. of a lot of the team, like everyone had a good draft or their team got elevated. But like, who do you think had the best not draft but made the best moves to improve their team? I think there's two. I think the first one is again, it's Mike. He played it super safe and it paid off for him. Um, he didn't have to like spend anything to do anything that he wanted to do. And I'm going to be biased, man. I think it's me for sure. I think just getting Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley and, and drafting another potential stud running back is all I need to do to compete with Coonsie. So me and him are going to be going head, uh, head, like, head-to-head pretty – it's going to be pretty close, and, man. And b- 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 before you shake your finger at me, we still got to worry about Pete. He's of still course. a defending no, champ. He got, not, he got, Jonathan, he got Jonathan Taylor out he's, of that. He's the luckiest he got fucker. Taylor yeah, he's the luckiest fucker in the yeah. league. I'm going to sit here and argue out. with this fucking Chodeberger. <laughs> That just thinks he's like top yeah. echelon. That's never won a hammer. Like I'm not gonna entertain that. Um, but I think I think out of the I'm two not teams, you, 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 you of course listen, won, but listen, I, I have a better sh- roster. Sh- I'm better. Sh- so I think out of the two teams, doing? I'm telling you to shut the fuck up. Um, I would say either Mike <laughs> say one um, or Hector. 
I think yeah. Hector. I, I do think Hector. I think we're looking at. If we're looking at most improved, like going from worse yeah. record to a better record, I, Hector, Hector overall. I was going to say Hector as well. Like, yeah, TC, you already had like a winning season. Like, I, I, I get it. Like your team on, on paper, yeah, because what you have the, the number two running back from last year and the number one receive. Actually, he's number. Michael Thomas wasn't number one last one. year, was he? He was one. He was yeah, one? He was one. Okay. He was one. Okay, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, Godwin was two. So, yeah, like your, your team is stacked, but I mean, Hector actually has a team now. Would be my argument. Well, so, well, and also Clark could have just rolled it back, taken kickers and linebackers. Every one of his draft picks has still been one of the best teams in the league. True, exactly. And, and yeah, and he got he got Dobbins and and Barkley out of the day. So yeah, and the, and the other point. guy I think that uh, that kind of killed it was Nick because he ended up walking out with OBJ, True. Chris Carson. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. quarterback of the future in Tua. Like I, I think he had a draft that he needed his. his Tight end situation is still trash. Really bad. Uh, yeah, but other than that, like he he had a good day himself. Uh, but yeah, I I was happy with my draft. A lot of stuff I have to wait and cook, and then a running back can start right away. So yeah, I I, I and it was just a fuckload of fun. Like getting together with all the guys was always an amazing time, and uh, drinking stuff out of copper cups and t- taking shots of moonshine. Anyway, tune back uh, in in late February. Uh, no, actually probably late December, to hear about how uh, something horrible happened to Clark's team and he wasn't able to close the deal. <laughs> That'll be every year. Can't see wait to hear the excuses this year. <laughs> yeah. see, which one, yeah, see which one assaulted a woman, which one got arrested, and which one broke his whole shit. Yeah, it's going to be... Yep. Be, <laughs> my that's whole be shit is broken. <laughs> like how you managed to lose Kareem Hunt and three tight ends in a 48-hour period <laughs> at once. That was incredible. Yeah, that was brutal. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Football Hot Boys. Next week, we'll be back, and we'll be talking the hat board, which we kind of went over a few weeks ago. How did this year's predictions go? We'll kind of use that, actually, as an episode to uh, kind of uh, predict the entire 2020 season. So we're looking forward to that. We'll see you guys next week. You can follow me on Twitter at Wisco Kunze. Go around to yours, guys. Do your thing. Yes, no, do it. Point. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Someone do it. At JellyX2 underscore. There you go. <laughs> I'm not going I'm going last No I made it a, Oh I'm no last. I'm Coderius <laughs> At Coderius 1 TC131 Hot Boys Alright And what's the show Pete Follow the show at FB Underscore Hot Boys Alright Until next time Everyone stay hot out there Send us feet pics Please <laughs>